Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ASP gonna find me, because I wanna be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the cool back, drop down, say bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that looks good, Alvin. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yeah, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time gold cone piece award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro. Of micro dosing. I'm joined here as always by my little co host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World Magazine, Tracks Magazine, and Waves Magazine, Vaughn Rinscorn. <laughs> Deadly. Vaughn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, hi. The steam is real, my bro. Oh, it's a the steam is real. Isn't it? Crikey. I haven't seen this much steam coming out of me pits. Since I got caught inside at Cloud Break 2012, bro. Man, I've got Steam mushrooms coming out. Growing out of me cornhole. Yeah, it's that humid. Yeah, it is humid. Bit of fungus down there. It's a bit of a while since I've gone left. Got a new spiritual home, mate. New spiritual home here in the hills of my oakum. Another day, another temple, Vaughn. We're on an <laughs> endless podcasting pilgrimage, and I, for one, am grateful to be here setting up over the course of several hours as it's taken yet again. Yeah. Fuck! I know, I know. Yeah, it's a, it's a mission. We're going to have an office soon. We're going to have an actual spiritual home. But in the meantime, we'll call Nick Pollett's studio the spiritual home. This is the place, man. This it is. This is where the Kangs got made. Wow. This is where the greatest surf board in the the greatest surf movie in the world got made. That iconic, he can't remember the name of his own fucking film. Those cards from me. Malls got made here. They all got wow. made here in this wow. little dungeon. And uh, you can yeah. smell the success and art and sweat and creativity. It's all mixed into one it filthy, is. steaming wrist hole. And uh, a little side note: Dom Wills built this. Wow. Dom Wills, the great. Semi Coast wild man who packs it at the Kayama Bommy like few goofs have. That's incredible, yeah. Vaughn. I was wondering about this shoddy workmanship, but it all makes sense. <laughs> Mate, uh, before we rip into the finger bun, Smivy, uh, we are on the cusp of the was season. You and I have done the big breakdown. If you missed it, folks, jump on back to Blitz. It's only two episodes ago. Huge season preview. Massive pipe pro preview but mate one thing we didn't discuss and i'm just going to put you on the spot world champs at the end of the year we never we never went there we picked our pipe pro champions who's your pick for the world champions 2024 as the on the eve of the was season kicking off i'm gonna have to back filthy phil the puckerist to take out three straight straight. for filthy phil oh hey Uh, well i mean he's out and out the most consistent surfer in this corner of the galaxy Ah, uh, so yeah, and uh, in the women's, come on, the pickle, pickle it up, pickle your fucking competitors, stick them in a jar, pour some vinegar on them, shake them up, and take them to the cleaners. You deserve this pickle. I'm going to uh, back uh, a different three-time world champion. It'll be Tyler Wright. 
on the women's for me. The price is right. Go, Righties. Get up there. Get a bit of that South Coast mongrel and just serve it up. Serve it up on a plate of fucking up yours. Cop that and fucking elbow to the fucking oh, teeth. Oh, sounds delectable. Tyler Wright could get it done. And uh, in the men's, mate, I'm back in, I'm back in the Vortex Shaman. The Shaman. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm still, still sort of floating on a bit of a cloud after I hang with him. Loving his attitude, loving the can-do. And I know a lot of the surfing world out there, especially, you know, the the, the keen observers are probably looking at Phil as uh, as you just mentioned and saying, he can't be done at Trestles, but I think he can be done and I think he will be done by the great Jack Robinson. Hey. Wow. And it's interesting to note, uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword having a child. Uh, in one way, it can add a, a sense of discipline and routine and responsibility. On the other, you can end up with a debilitating baby formula addiction and plunge deep into the depths of depression, as we saw with Filthy Phil, mm. only to emerge victorious and claim multiple world titles. So let's hope Jack can stay off that Chinese yeah. baby formula well, just and keep his nose clean. Did you cop his first wave at Backdoor after that big hiatus? Uh, first wave back at the Piper Lane, getting it uh, sort of... Getting his fix before the comp and man, gaffed up. Gaffed, gaffed up. Gaffed. He's got a kid. Mate. There you go. Bit this. of responsibility setting in early. And Red Bull logo all over that gaff. So, uh, you know, prime real estate if you're uh, back in the Robbo at pipe, mate. Kitchen. Could you have a better sticker placement than Jack Robbo's skull? I just uh, think that the next. Yeah, it's going to be great to see him pack one at back door and then just. Come into shore, hop into a cannon, and get fired out to sea. That's what I reckon. The uh, next phase of those Red Bull, that, Red yeah, Bull helmets. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully get on the uh, that one of those weird uh, extra sports where they start blending them all together. So the surfing will go into that uh, high flying cannon dodging fucking horizon dives. So that's what it'll be called, eh? Red Bull horizon diving, where they just fire you over the horizon, and good luck to wherever you land. But. Yeah, man, geez, he just he just slides down the face of this monster. You know, we've been seeing a few clips coming out of Hawaii this year. We've been talking about how treacherous the pipe's been. Does he do that thing where he carves like this crazy mosaic finger painting? Is he like he does? You have to slow it down yeah, a super yeah, yeah. slow mo. Yeah, as you see the the finger drag. Uh, if you can pause it and freeze frame it on high K four def, you'll see a very detailed picture of this kind of shamanistic DMT. Uh, graphic. It's pretty uh, wild mate, shit. It's exactly in that spectrum. Wow. I'll tell you what blew my head off more than anything, Smitty. And you'll love this, man. He's like, all season, you just watch people packing it. You watch people charging. You go, my God, the level of surfing in this sort of surf is so outrageous now. And then you see Robbo out there, mate, and it's like art. It's like dancing. It's oh, like yeah. fucking another. You know, it, it's he dancing, slides down it's the face. It's finger painting. It's psychic yeah. imagery. And he just slides down the face like he's in slow motion compared to everyone else. And then he just knifes it up under this huge fucking slabbing f- section and just comes flying out, even though it kind of pinches just a touch. And you just go, mate, this is this guy is... Uh, it's actually... There's probably just him and John John who actually know how that feels. Legit. Like, there's people like Imeo and, and all that crew who are fucking on another planet in barrels, like backside tube riding especially. But... There's just something spiritual going on with these these other guys, mate. That's Jack Robbo's tube riding signature, is his ability to read sections as they're collapsing and come out clean as a whistle. We've seen him do it at Chopes yep. on that fucking early round Widowmaker. Yep. Remember that thing, that eight-foot thing that come out of nowhere? Yep. We've seen him do it against Slater on that 957 in the round one in that cooking year two years ago, just a full collapsing, and he just comes out like Batman, yep. bursting through the rubble. Yeah. Uh, and now this one. 
Oh, mate. It's... And, and Sunset, yeah, those double drainers, <sighs> couple of perfect tens or whatever it was Dude, back in the day. Like, oh, it just... must be schooled by North Point. Mm. North Point throws all those weird kind of down the line chandeliers when you're so far back in that thing, and he's just figured out a way to just like matrix past them all oh dude it, it's just a, such a thing of beauty to watch and it, it has as i said during blitz reinvigorated my love for the was for the season it remains to be seen how quickly the was can fuck put the heel on me neck and just go and snap my love in half but uh, right now i'm in i'm all in i'm on the vortex shaman i'm on tyler Wright. yes go the pickle go all the aussies go everyone who's uh, having a crack but I'm, f- I'm feeling good about this year's <laughs> Motel Hellvorn, Harry oh. Bryant, and Dav Fox's opus. I went and saw it on the big screen. Yeah. I waited many, many moons to cop it. You waited. It was worthwhile. It fucking melted my synapses and had me leaking a strange, salty discharge from every orifice. Uh, an all-time piss-taking, gold cone piece, award-winning performance uh, in the kind of skit realm. It was fucking classic. Uh, all the milk-draining, draining, drinking maniacs uh, doffed the cap to the lot of them. What, what, do you, uh, what would you liken it to if you had to think of sort of noir Australian cinema? What would, what would be in the same realm as it, do you reckon? Uh, Mad Max or... Uh, a bit of Mad remember, Max. Because uh, the toe cutter in the, in the Fury Road Mad Maxes is just drinking breast milk from all these uh, nymphy virgins the mm. whole, whole movie. Yeah, well, it could be a bit of that. I, I'm not sure uh, what nymphy versions Harry's got on tap. Maybe they made a little trip, a little detour to uh, Epstein's Island in the Caribbean prior to filming or during filming. Uh, oh, but uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck, fuck the cat is dead, mate. Fucking oh. Worm food. Uh, but yeah, I, a bit of a bit of wake in fright of Mad Max, mate. Even a, a, a sprinkling of two hands in the form of Akko, a, ca- a cameo, oh. the great Akko, David Field, yeah, Keefy George from Chopper, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's the guy. Yeah, oh, I love angry that guy. skinhead who uh, set the tone for early naughty Sydney hard man style. The striped sportif look. Per pound on the pavement of Bondi How Promenade, Deccan cunts. Who's mates with him? Akko. Keefy. Keefy George, mate. Hey, uh, you know what? That guy's name's David Field, all-time Australian actor. I've seen him at Bellingham Markets. Wow. Selling pork pie hats next to Asher Pacey's Crystal Store. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not shitting you, Call credibility off the charts. <laughs> and now a star turn in Motel Hell. It doesn't get any better. Ah. How many gold cone pieces does he want? Hope you get the lot, you dog. But, uh, yeah, so straight out of this very amusing narrative of shenanigans that really had Smitty properly pissing, uh, straight into a filthy slab fest that for mine has really opened up a bit of a generational divide between the maniacs of today and the maniacs of yore. Mm. Uh, there is just a new line that the Harry Bryants and Noah Deans of this world, and and to an extent Craig Anderson, I For think sure. he's kind of the, the missing link between the generations. Yep. But it's all under the lip on six to eight foot death slabs. And I was going back through uh, a few films that have, you know, are only like, two to three to four years old. And it's not that line. It's generally like a bit more of a roll in. Uh, so it's, it's a dangerous game, man, in the free surfing caper. When you go on trips with the like of Harry Bryant uh, or Noah Dean or Mikey Wright and you're 
it's, you know, it can't help but be a comparison uh, when the sections come out and you know they're both out in the same surf for the same amount of time and one cunt has just caught absolute fire mm. and packed about 50 to your two. Uh, and you kind of saw a bit of that in this film and that's not throwing shade at that previous generation. That's just the incremental shift that surfing's undergone uh, and a, a large part of that is due to the likes of Harry and Noah teaming up with these boogs uh, to make these films, Katie, Dav Fox, uh, who are getting them in the brine, getting them in the juice, getting them these slabs. And there must, in some psychic way, I don't know if it's uh, said in as many words, but there's been some absorption or osmosis of the boog line by these guys. Mm. They're just knifing filthy death slabs one after another. It's psycho viewing for Yeah, man, yeah. Well, I think you're dead right there, Smithy. And, and that that feeling of being humbled by, like, sitting in a lineup watching other guys catch fire, other guys get, you know, 50 fucking absolute churned out, inside out, fucking coned out, just orbs. Uh, that's what Noah and Hazza had to sit there watching while their bodyboarding mates were Ooh. just fucking getting spat out of these things that just didn't even look doable. And at some point, you know, it just kicks into them. Like, all right. Uh, like, uh, clearly, they're getting um, tips from the boogs on, on what the line is as well. You know, like getting shown why, whatever the little takeoff zones are, the little magic spot. But it still takes the, the courage and the beatings to fucking finally get there, find it, and then deliver. And, man, there's no doubt that these guys are taking surfing to a, lot, uh, a new space in these sorts of waves. And, you know, uh, I remember doing a Surfer's Journal story with Noah not long ago, and we've talked about this before, Smithy, but he was saying that's the only real space for pure progression at the moment. Like, you know, airs can go a bit higher, the rotations can go a little bit more sort of tweaked out or inverted, but he goes, in that sort of surf, that's the only place where surfing hasn't touched really what's possible out there. It's fascinating. The technique aspect of it I find so gripping. Uh, It's basically, yeah, it's a bodyboarding scooping manoeuvre, but because you're having to jump to your feet, it's like so much chest forward, chest heavy, hucking yourself into the trough and you're basically getting your front foot right, like it's like a, almost like a side slipping manoeuvre mm. where you've basically got one fin in the water on what is the most harrowing wave of yeah. your life. Yeah. Except that they're catching fucking thirty of them in a session. It seems. Yeah. It's wild, man. And there's only like three or four guys in the world who can really do yeah. it. You know, it's your Rusty Yerks, your Mikey Wrights, your Nate Florences, Noah and Hazard. Uh, it's it's a rarefied air they're breathing, mm. rarefied deep cone air <laughs> of a thick and dense variety that very few surfers have had the uh, chance to huff. Mm. And no doubt, I mean, judging by the size of Harry's head, his gleaming bowl cut and his throbbing pineal gland, and that rarefied air is having the consequent effects. Oh, jeez. His moustache must smell like fucking off lactose as well, eh? That soup strain. It'd be hard for the milk to get all the oh, way to his lips. putrid. Must like, get a fair bit of just crusty fucking... 
cow titty just all fucking drained through there. Oh, Full-blown face dag. So what? There was a, there was a, <laughs> face dag. There was a five-metre radius around him. No one wanted oh, to go near him nah. to shake his hand or anything. Was, Mate, uh, I missed it. I fucking can't believe it. I, you and I were talking on the phone the whole the whole day. going, like, you, And then I missed the first session because I was fucking stuck at the ashram for retired goofy footers up at Lennox Head with Aussie Wrong and Dion and Chipper. And actually, everyone who was going to the movie was up there. But uh, I just got there too late and um, spewing, mate. I just can't believe it, eh? Hey. But to be fair, uh, it's been a mondo bumper shroom season. I mean, oh, the yeah. Goldies are out. It, They're it's, out. It's when it's this steamy, mate, you, yeah, just fucking look down your pants. There's, as you said, a fucking whole crop of uh, the blue meanies. Well, just I spotted mine doing, a, doing a, a downward dog or a, a kind of a, a toe touch. I, I bent my head back through the, the Harbour Bridge and there they were mm. just sprouting out of the oh. corner. I couldn't believe me. Like, wow, go, that's, that's literally the circle of life right there. You're just eating and just keeping it pure. The cosmic circle of life continues, Smivy. Mate, I'm only a few more hemi stretches from being able to fully reach around on myself and just eat me own shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> just watch out for that one shroom. Watch oh, out yeah. for that one. You know the, you know the one. The, the nasty pink one. little toadstool going oh, yeah, off the don't. side. Watch <laughs> yeah, for that. You cunt. don't want to be eating that one, mate. I mean, unless you're into that sort of thing and you're, <laughs> you're missing a few ribs. But, whoo! Oh, All right, hey, give us give us the review then, man. Because um, five this, cone pieces. I sent well, them on the wait. way out. Okay, yeah. Sorry, that's what I was going to say. So when I finally did get to the Byron Community Centre. Uh, everyone was walking out with eyes like they had been in the paddocks around Oz's joint. And um, it, it was a natural high, mate. These people had been seriously taken through some hardcore conage, you could tell. Um, I did notice that the stab poll, I think it, they released the results the day after we did our last episode. And that, that poll said that uh, editor of the year went to Russ Bierke, which uh, we picked. But film of the year went to Repeater. Mm. Um Kind of get it. You know, Stabber are always kind of looking for that uh, progressive sort of surfing and, and pushing the limits kind of deal. Uh, you and I both had Calypt as our, our film of the year. But, um, yeah, where does it fit in relation to, you know, outer, outer edge of Leisure and then Repeater? Like, is it is it on par? Is it better? Like, where do you feel it, it, it's it much sits, It's maybe. much closer to the outer edge of Leisure uh, then repeat it because I watch Motel Hell and it does not make me want to go surfing. It makes me want to take up uh, croquet and just become some fat entitled boomer mm. uh, as opposed to a, a beans and brown rice eight-packed ripped out cone fiend. Queensland forex quaffing fucking bowl cut with a face dag. Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. So, uh, but it, 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 for mine, it... Yeah, it sits in a, an awkward genre because the piss taking is second to none. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, for pure joy and enjoyment's sake, I'm going to have to throw it above Bjork's offering uh, in, because just because of the – like, they went to great, uh, great effort to create this narrative uh, with acting and, man, it's properly funny. Yeah. Like, I was fucking pissing myself. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know – Watching some of these like American attempts at humor in, in some of these iconic surf films, they are fucking woeful. They are <laughs> so so bad. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I've, I've been through a few laptops watching those things, just mm. hurling them out the window and yeah. conniptions of rage. Um, yeah, but you know, full credit to, to Russ's film because as a, a showpiece of what's possible in the ocean, second to none. Mm. Uh, Harry Bryant's has a lot of that. 
And then a lot of fucking proper Queensland funny cunt action. Well played, Hazard! Oh, well played, well Hazard. Played. I love a bit of fucking red-blooded Queensland. Except in the middle of the year. That's where I fucking turn on you dogs and you can all get fucked. Fucking dog, blues, Hazard. Up the blues. Hey, you and your kind. Fuck you, fuck you, dog. Dog. Oh, sorry. Soup bowls, Vaughn. The backdoor-esque slab in the Caribbean. Caribbean goes Mondo and the goat was in attendance. Mm. We hear, although no footage. Uh, he's a smart cunt, the goat. He, he never uploads footage to social media of his surfing exploits, it seems, because he knows that if he does, he's essentially dooming his favourite spots mm. to a flot Sam and jet Sam of flapping kooks with no connection to the ocean. Uh, if only more people thought like that, you idiots! Yeah. But uh, what a wave it is. I just thought I'd chuck it in there. Just yeah. to pay homage to Soup Bowls. Backdoor-esque, fully conequential slab with a core crew getting mondo, mondo coned. Are you kidding me, Vaughn? Uh, thoughts on Soup Bowls? Smivy always loves sm- uh, Smoop. Smoop. Smoop dog. Smoop holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking hot, isn't he? Um, Always love soup bowls. Uh, I remember when I was Grom, I don't recall the first time I ever saw it, but I remember Mike Ramelsi and uh, uh, someone else, uh, the great Avalon Goofy Footer, relocated to Bali. On your Rommel, last goof to win the Triple Crown before Medina or Italo or one of those. You know, he, he was the last goof for a good 10 years stretch there to win the, the Triple Crown. Great surfer. But Rommel had a cover of Surfer Magazine uh, out at Soup Bowls, and that was the first time I think I uh, copped it. And then it just started popping up in videos here and there. And then uh, you'd recall uh, a fantastic book by Phil Jarrett, I believe, uh, and Kelly Slater called For the Love, uh, which featured soup bowls on the cover. Mm. Uh, Kelly Slater standing there, arms akimbo, uh, in the, the belly of, of just the most fucking perfect looking, yeah, bowled out. It's like a massive rip bowl, isn't it? It's just a crazy the way it breaks. It's a crazy wave. And uh, when it's big and perfect, like in the Crazy Chronicles, that back ledge comes into play and it's a double cone. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, if you want to see the like as good and perfect That's as right. big hollow waves The Kersey get, film. Mate, watch that with Chris Ward, Mason Ho, and, and Josh Kerr. That is mindless one of bowls. the all-time sections, eh? That's so... It holds massive yeah. waves. And uh, when it's perfect, you're just going, how is this wave not... More fuck like you know how, how's it just escaped everyone's? Well, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, because yeah, like because it's it's so world class when it's on. But mate, how's how gross it gets when it's just even slightly onshore of the swells, just a touch off. Yeah, it gets that wonky, Pinched jumbly, out. junky like chandeliering. Yeah, looks yeah. like a death trap. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, it is the goat's favourite wave, and fuck, it does a good impersonation of backdoor with a quarter of the cunts. And you're not dealing with the kind of lineup that you're dealing with at backdoor. So a savvy decision from the GOAT to strike a swell there yep. in the lead up to the Pipe Masters. Well played, GOAT. Well played, GOAT. Does it again. Yep. Uh, uh, nearly 52-year-old. Did you cop the Joshy Burke clips out there, though, on one of the ugly oh, days? Yeah. Oh, brother. It looks like he's actually surfing through a fucking sheep's ass. Just dags everywhere, Smithy. He's just dodging them, weaving them. And the sheep must be running because the dags are coming at him, bro, and they're heavy. They're heavy, mate. It's been a long, wet winter in New Zealand, oh, and the time. dags are fully weighty. And uh, he there does was a good job where of he, Yeah, absolutely. And does a fantastic oh, job. Did he what? I mean, dodging them, weaving them, but then at times milking them too. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some mental blowouts. Where is Josh Burke throwing? Is he a Kiwi? I, no, no, no. no I was just, you know, just the, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen 
Dags and Shando's that heavy yeah, for little, a long, long time. Kind of underground little clip. I think he's there with a couple of mates. I think he might be from over that way, actually, Berkey. I was backing the, the kind of core crew out there, sending it. Like, yeah. proper 8 foot, 10 foot, no stickers on a step up, not getting the knife in and, and, and mm. mate, riding to glory. It was impressive. Uh, what a wave. It really is one of the great yeah. slabs on planet Earth. And, uh, look... It's well enough known to talk about. I'm not. We're not blowing a zone out. There's plenty of crew on it, but uh, yeah, just well, thought we doff the cap and the gaff to the good, Super Bowl. It's a good. It's a good doff. Uh, I did notice in some of the um, <clears throat> drone shots, it started to looking a little bit karamazy. You know, a little bit more few faces in the lineup and people sitting all along it, and uh, just kind of was going, "Ooh, there you go." I mean, fair enough. It's it's not completely unknown, uh, but the other. Little session that went down out there was during sipping jet streams. Uh, me good pal, Aussie Wright, your good pal. He was over there for those sessions and um, got a few on the backhand. And then him and Kelly uh, came in, partook in a bit of voodoo juice, Smivy. Wow. Wrote a few songs together. Are you kidding me? And uh, Black Magic must have worked. It's uh, done its thing, mate, because uh, those songs disappeared into the ether along with Aussie's entire session uh, with Kelly. Where uh, apparently he serves one up on the goat. Oh, you kidding? Typical gets ripped off yet again. Aussie. Voodoo, mate. Voodoo. Don't mess with it. Voodoo slash the goat just going into T Steel's computer and control alt delete, wiping all memory. Mind you, there was a comeuppance for Kelly too because in that same book, for the love, he ran that iconic shot of himself inside a turtle shell. Oh, I got fully cancelled for that, didn't he? <laughs> oh, mate, he so, regrets that. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, joined the long list of uh, people who have besmirched. The great sea turtle, Andrew Mooney, Jamie O'Brien, Kelly Slater. Yes, it's a classic pitfall for the greats. Watch out! The Usher Cup Vaughan, an incredible event, many highlights. We were there sucking down every last drop of that sweet, sweet nectar. Yep. Blistering hog mode, Nathan Hedge helps North Narrabeen to the team's win, but not before. Nate Yeomans does his nation proud with a hot lap in Stars and Stripes dick stickers for San Clemente. What? Well they, played. What do they call dick stickers in California, do you know? Uh, wiener. Hiders? Hiders? I don't know. But, uh, wiener sack. Wiener sack. Straight tote. Exactly. And uh, as your brother Ronnie pointed out on the broadcast, a 52-star salute with every backside Rio yeah. popping out his little brown star over the back. Oh, mate, a couple of was... flies eyes just either side of the brown star oh, as well. Just amazing. Big old... I don't know what Big that... old blue eyes. Yeah. Sticking and out. A couple of blue eyes and a brown star. I'm not sure what that 50-second star represents in the American colony... Uh, one of the kind of shit stains on the American flag, I guess, at Arizona or Puerto Rico or Mexico or something. But uh, there you have it. Oh, what a performance. He really that, did his nation proud there. Yeah. I just thought, uh, you know, in Australian club culture, that is the ultimate sign of respect. You go to Hawaii, you show aloha. Uh, you know, you go to Mexico, you, you, you suck some Sonoran desert toad jeez. Mm. Uh, you, you go to Japan, you, you, you sit with humility and... Eat your miso soup, uh, you know, and go yeah. to Bali, you, you practice karma, you come to Australia, you show us your date, you flick on the wristwatch, you bust a couple of dick tricks, and you get all the respect yeah, yeah, in the yeah. world. He's he immortalised himself he in club it, culture. Mate. He was whacking it so hard that, you know, the thread on his on his stars and stripes, it was, it was oh, mate, the corn had worked its magic. It was thin, like all good sluggos, mate. You know, uh, I don't know about you, Smivy, but... 
most Australian men won't change their sluggos for at least 15, 20 years. My old man had a, had a pair that were just threadbare. Like, I don't even know why he bothered putting them on. They were just these kind of like loose <laughs> bits of thread that you could just see everything through. I hate those ones. Oh, they yeah. They get all so, uh, saggy and pixelated and yeah. next minute there's just a... a, a a handful of sand. Providing zero support, too. Oh. I mean, he fucking, he looked like he had I'll a bunch of bananas. I'll support a kilo of sand after scorpioning on the, the shore <laughs> break, much to the chagrin of everyone on the beach. Like, don't worry, I grew up at Bondi. I saw many a saggy, pixelated pair of red yeah. grundies. God, I'm still dealing with the trauma from that. Yeah, exactly, mate. But uh, you're dead right. Uh, the hoggy, uh, the, the old boys fucking lit it up. Oh, Paco, Nate Yeomans, Brett Simpson threw a couple of fucking nose pick tail blows for the fucking Pick-a-roo. old school. Uh, and, of course, yeah, the forward vein at full throb for the hog. Jeezy's runs up the beach are iconic. Like, you just can't get enough, eh? Like, fucking whack a saddle on him, get a little monkey, throw him in the Melbourne Cup and just watch him fire around the bend into the home straight and just fucking take it out with his little pig trotters, mud flying off him, steam flying off him, fire flying off him, mate. Jeezy's good. Backside. Sparks will be flying out of the hog's asshole as he crosses the finish line. I guarantee you that, Smithy. <laughs> Backside carve downs to vertical Rios and then running across the beach, gesticulating with the judges, Hulk Hogan style. I can't hear the scores. I can't hear nothing. <sighs> great surfing, great theatrics. Uh, yeah. Also the old guard, Malia Manuel, taking out the women's in what she claims was the win of her career. Gee, she... Mate... What trips me out about her, the consistency, she fucking lays it over hard, never falls, never bobbles, even in East Northeast, like Northeast windy kind of junky snapper, never skipped a beat, uh, got the nod over a, a courageous Kira Pinkerton who surfed like pretty much the whole final day with a, a, mm. a tear in a, a groin or, or hip in, in a lot of pain, in tears, in fact, after one of the heats. Uh, Sheldon Simkis winning the men's. Yep, rare flex over <laughs> his uh, his odd sparring partner. Like him and Parker have a full thing going. And, yeah, uh, well, he even mate. said at one point, you know, I'm sick to death of him. I'm sick sick of him winning, and he got one back on the great Snorkeller. Jeez, it'd be brutal, wouldn't it? Just living under the tyranny of this aging dictator behind the rock, <laughs> calling all the shots. Uh, well, no. But it seems to be the the way of the world for our generation. But fuck so. yeah, no one was a better surfer at that comp than Parker. Nobody. Oh, nah. He was on another planet. How's the down-the-line speed? It's almost like he's finless when he's mm. going down the line. He's fucking lightning, but then somehow just hoiking it into vertical Rios without losing any speed. Those patented billboard calves. Ha! Give him more! Oh, yeah. More Paco, and uh, there could be more Paco on the way, mate. But, yeah, I'm, I just cannot get over the fucking bottom turn on the guy. It, it, in real, real time, in real life, and you were watching it, Dude, he's driving 25 metres at a time if he wants to. If he wants to keep it tight, he will. But fuck, the sheet of spray coming off his outside rail. Face-melting, Smithy. Oh, indeed. Uh, Snapper claimed the overall points award, took out the whole deal. But Vaughn, the are you kidding me cunt award for high-performance shreddery and shenanigans, it must, it must, Vaughn, Go to Jay Ocalupo, a surfer who <laughs> wasn't even in the event, but it yeah. didn't stop him leaving his mark. Just when you think the Raging Bull legacy cannot get any better, yep. along comes young Jay. And I don't know what we're calling him. He's still a world title of being the Raging Bull. The Raging Horn, perhaps? Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, out there for the early ripping then by mid-morning, he's leading a conga line of young, supple peaches up and down the point. 
He's up in the pub smashing beers and whatnot at the pub, more ripping for the late, where this proud, dark-skinned Eurasian is telling cunts to fuck off and go home. <laughs> what a nod to modern Australia that is. Back to the pub, wins the meat tray, then gets carried out <laughs> under the arm by a ram of newborn peaches before presumably some kind of barely legal orgy. <laughs> An unbelievable performance. He's not a oh, you talk about He's sucking down tear. on the sweet nectar of life and letting the juices drip down your yeah. chin. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I know. And first guy in the water to meet Shelley as he comes out of the beach. Uh, first guy to, you know, meet the champions and the chargers at the single fin. It's not all about Jay Ocalupo, mate. It's about the club. It's about the culture. It's about being Australian. It's about surfing, mate. Jeez, he's putting them in. He's putting in the hard yards, Smithy. Well played to the Raging Horn. Get it, India. We'll go to India. Fuck, that is so funny. <laughs> is Victor Bernardo the Brazilian Tom Curran Vaughan? Have you copped much footage of this guy? Mate. He's a sleeping he's like, giant. He's like... Lenny Kravitz and fucking Fabio Gavea had a root <laughs> back in the day and somehow procreated. And then Philippe Toledo snuck into that IVF chamber <laughs> at night and just dropped a bit of his own cheese in the beaker. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he's unbelievable. Oh, he's good, isn't he? Mate, <laughs> I am just disgusted. It's almost like he's just existing in some outer corner of the galaxy and he's light years ahead of us and we're only catching a glimpse this supernova now, years after the fact. Yeah. Because he is ripping, and he's been ripping for a while. Like, I first copped him in that Instagram viral clip uh, where him and maybe it's Jao Chunker are going toe-to-toe doing multiple air revs on a wave. Mm, yeah. Uh, but, mate, like... It's yet another failure of the surf media where they've pegged him as this aerial guy. He could, He's anything but. Yeah. Get him on a right point, and he is... Smooth like Chardonnay, we've corked out aerial wizardry like a Toledo or a Medino. He's got the complete package. He hates competing. He, he's just not about trying to fit his mm. turns and flow into that kind of stale staccato package. He's a pure soul surfer of the kind we've been waiting for for at least ten to twenty years from Brazil. Uh, and interesting to note, you know, he. He's a typically Brazilian free surfer. He's, he's an Afro-Braziliero, so, you know, he's, he's part black. Mm. Uh, and he is also... So that, that, that's like a... You know, they're the descendants of slaves in that culture, in that mm. country. Uh, generally, like my best mate is one of them, uh, Chico. Shout out to Chico and your on brother. Chico. He was fucking abandoned by the side of the road in a favela and found by a mechanic and put in an orphanage. Like they, you know, it's a pretty tough life. Mm. He grew up in the ocean from the age of four, and as a result, just uh, not Chico. This is uh, back to uh, Victor. Victor. But yeah, Victor just has this sublime connection with the ocean. It's Curran esque. It's uh, Reynolds esque at times. It's Marzo esque, and. I was speechless in the fact that, like, there's just so little footage of him. There's a credit to album, you know, being the core lords and the aficionados yeah. of creme de la creme core surfing. They've backed him and they've put a few edits out. But I'd love to see more of the guy. Uh, sh- just yeah. dr- dropping a few uh, fractals into the atmosphere for Kai Neville or Taylor Steele or uh, Wade Carroll. To, to, to get onto him and get him in front of the lens. We mm. need to see more of this guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got more style than uh, 
Fucking the September issue of Vogue, Smithy. He's just uh, a real cruisy, cruisy dude. He's a, a joy to watch on a wave. Yeah, he's got the full artillery. But I had a little dig, uh, deep dive through his Instagram just to sort of check out a few old clips, see what he was like on the shortboard, see what he was like on the, the, on the albums. Uh, obviously, some alternative craft there. And what struck me, man, was the followers and, and who likes his posts. Uh, let me walk you through a few of these names here, mate. Asher Pacey. Of course. Likes everything that Victor Bernardo's doing. Uh, a big doff from the Crystal Gathering, uh, organic garden growing fucking style icon from the mid north coast of New South Wales. Mate, they're, they're, two, they're two crystals in a vibrating. Yeah, on the same frequency from exactly. different mountaintops. Mate, their surfing is so reminiscent of each other. Both point break shamans. Mm. Uh, interesting, the board design Victor was running with too. Like a lot more girth up in that front yeah. third. Like a yep. kind of torpedo style outline that yep. was just perfectly suited to flow and speed down the line. Unleashed in furious rhythmic body contortions yeah. and head spinning laser zaps and full rote oops. Mm. But carry on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thomas Victor Carroll, uh, Brendan Marguson, obviously, on their albums as well. Oh, it's a style Sterling shaman. Spencer was in there, loving him. Little bit of, uh, you know, takes one to no one. Just that uh, alternative thinking, having a little bit more of a fucking worldview than just the narrow little pathway to ripping and a shredding. Uh, who else? Morris Cole. Oh. Our Moz. They're all getting behind him. They're all in there, mate. It's a big... Elite Star Lords in that group, Smithy. And uh, it's just, to me, like, that's the kind of company you want to keep if you're surfing in that realm. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a scrum of style shamans with Victor Bernardo packing it down at number nine, ready to really engage and rattle some skulls in the free surfing, passive aggressive realm. Mm. I just, uh, as I mentioned, yeah, fuck, with that kind of core credibility and backing, it's surely just a matter of time until we see him explode on the world stage and we all get to properly sip from the nip of the great Bernardo. (laughs) What would that taste like? I believe it would taste like nymph milk. Oh, nice one. Get me on board. Coconut. A bit of Amazonian cacao, possibly with the amphetamine-like effects of some Bolivian ether wash, mm. and uh, no doubt a sweet tang of acai berry. Bring it on. Bring it on. Vaughn, are the rats abandoning a sinking ship and taking their cheese with them? Is that what's happening here with Steph Gilmore and Carissa Moore? Are they the rats? And is the WSL the sinking ship? Mm. Is their 13 world titles the big chunk of Swiss cheese they're disappearing with? Mm. Good question. Uh, Good metaphor. Oh, mate, great metaphor. Well played. Well played, Smithy. Um, gee whiz, mate. This is a, a, a huge shock to women surfing. You've got the two biggest draw cards by far. I mean, Katie Simmers is not at a level yet where she's attracting mainstream energy, you know, like... There's probably families going, oh, who's surfing in the comp? Steph, Stephanie Gilmore's in the comp. I'll take you down, Jenny and Tommy. We'll go watch the uh, eight-time world champion. Mate, Katie same Simmons with, same with is Carissa. not a fart in a black hole compared <laughs> to Steph Gilmore and Carissa Moore. I'm sorry. She's got a long way to go. Yeah, well, um, mate, I'll tell you, it's, <laughs> it's a huge number of world titles to be walking out the door. And uh, ship sinking, let's wait and see what the GOAT does first. But there's... Uh, a huge opportunity here for the was to sort of like uh, amplify the, the the next wave of talent. So you know your Molly's, uh, your Katie's, um, your, your Caroline's, obviously. But 
Gee whiz, man. I mean, it's just such a big deal. And I think that Steph kind of is, even after that eighth world title, the only thing keeping her going is like, is is Carissa going to come near me? And as soon as Carissa dropped the bombshell and went, I'm out, Steph was like, beautiful, finally, fucking holiday I can time. quit. I can quit crushing you and soul-destroying your morale, yeah. finally. Well, don't I, you reckon? I like, the I feeling, mean, that's you know, the motivation. Like, the tour course. is you not... You just want to absolutely eviscerate your nearest yeah. rival, uh, turn them into a, a crying, uh, just decrepit, post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder mess. And if you can't do that, well, then... What point is there competing? Yeah, and you know... Humiliation or nothing for him. Think about it. J-Bay, gone. That's probably like one little gem that fucking Steph would have been with looking at. Cloudbreaker, Hon- Pacific pit of mortal conequence. Honolulu Bay, replaced by Pipeline. Like, Oof. all these things... It screams asterisks, doesn't it, it, it screams asterisks, but it also screams <laughs> like zero interest from Steph Gilmore. Like, take away the right points, replace them with a couple of Pacific cones... It's not going to be there for her. It's Carissa that was keeping her interested. Carissa, meanwhile, her reason for getting out is definitely like, I can't cop this anymore. Uh, All the things that she said, and you went through this uh, in Blitz, I believe, Smivy, but, you know, she's looking for happiness in a realm outside of the contest singlet, but there's a lot of pain there that she... I think she's just going, What why bother? Why what the fuck am I doing? What what is this? Any truth to the rumor she is planning on relocating to Shane Haran's Gary Ranch mm. and growing lettuce instead? I really hope so because uh as we all know, Shane after four, you know, close calls, near misses, he moved to uh moved to a nudist colony. Got stuck into the uh, alternative therapy. Started eating gold tops out of his own cornhole. Started growing lettuce famously. And uh, he got a lot more happiness out of growing a lettuce than winning 50 grand. So there you go. Maybe that's the answer. Just look to the Australian core of your for your answer, Riss. Yeah. And as far but, as uh, Steph, any kind of tidings or rumours about what she might do of a year off? Is she, in fact going to go and put her nose to the grindstone in heaving backside pits and then come back for a late career tilt at the real goat and become the undisputed goat locking horns with the goat. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see that, but I think more than likely is it'll just be full-blown holiday time. Ah, that's fucking Cocktails by the pool. Few little jams here and there with uh, different rock stars around the world. I Jimmy Buffett. Be, I, I think the is foot Jimmy will come Buffett off. alive or is he brown bread? No, mate, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Worm food. Um, I think that foot will come off the gas and Steph will just have some fun. That's that's my prediction for her time off, Smithy. I don't want to hear the, fun. The two big names, though. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to talk sh- sinking ships, it's it's Goat and John John. That all eyes on those two mm. towards the mid-year cut to see how they're feeling, what they're what they're getting out of this year. Mm. I'm predicting if there's no big results for John John by the mid-year cut, far out. I mean, there's Chopes and Cloudbreak kind of keeping him in the mix, but I think Kelly. Meanwhile, he's just doing a last lap, no matter what. But we'll see if he if he if he if he gets sort of around that cut mark and he's he's not showing up. He'll just surf those two events, won't he? Chopes and Cloudies, and that's it. Well, look, if Slater grows out the scullet and sprouts a devious little moustache under his pointy nose, we'll mm. know what's going on. The rat is preparing to abandon ship. Yeah. And uh, John may follow suit. Uh, his, you know, non-biological father or, yeah, mentor, guru. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Righto, Smitty, it's that time of the week, mate. It's the Up Lord of the Week, and uh, we're talking about Up, the uh, financial revolution that's going on for young Australians. Fair to you, mate. Uh, I don't mind telling you, I've, I've converted. I've gone. I've, I've made the transition. I'm a new man. Are you kidding me? Are you about to make a tilt at the women's longboarding tour? Is that what you're talking I'm about? I'm not. I'm actually starting to uh, get my finances in order because I've, <laughs> I've switched the whole thing over to Up, mate. Right. Uh, you know, this this whole thing has been designed to look after young Aussies. And although I'm uh, not as young as I used to be, I'm young at heart. And so uh, it applies perfectly for me, mate. Five minutes it took, jumped on the app, downloaded it, opened an up account. And uh, now I've got just access to all these uh, fucking awesome things that really, man, it's fucking, it is so easy to use. And you know the coin is going back to you. Like your coin is your coin. It's not coin being managed, run around, or uh, exploited by, you know who, the reptiles. Oh, how good does it feel to have all of your gold bricks out of that filthy vault, getting fed straight into a coal furnace, cooking the planet? Yeah, mate. They, they invest in nothing, like, you know, like no fossil fuel. Like, it get it stuck into the weeds with ARPA, and it's good shit. And, oh, uh, you know, it's especially good if you're travelling. Uh, no fees for overseas is, is a big part of their whole ritual, so... Get on it, mate. Like I said, uh, I'm on. Uh, I know you're going to be coming on. It's the Swellian fucking financial revolution. They put the up and up the Swellians. They support Lord of the Week by chucking 100 skins in the skyrocket of some absolute up-and-coming core Lord legend. Who is it this week, Smithy? It is Connor Hooky Hookway. And what a titan of the underground this bloke is. Uh, this is via Stab Magazine. And uh, more broadly... You know, the presence of guys like this and, and the fact Stab's throwing spotlight their way, it just suggests to me that it's not all doom and gloom out there in surf media and surf industry world, Vaughn. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of good things happening at Stab, at Surfing World, both Aussie-made. Don't forget that. That uh, it all come out of this soil to begin with. And I was there. I was the horse shit in that nutrient-rich compost mm. that got this stab mag empire to where it is today, Vaughn. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's genuine shamans and oracles in both those publications. They're both big supporters of the program. They yeah. all really rip in and are willing to have the tough internal conversations about the surf media and the role of it. Uh, this little doff of the cap caught my eye during the week. Uh, I think it was Holden who wrote the story. And this is what they had to say about Connor Hooky Hookway Owl. Up, Lord of the Week. Mm. In 2020, I moved to the Gold Coast from Tassie, worked in Brisbane mowing lawns to save up for camera gear. After six months, I bought the gear but struggled to find filming gigs. I had to take a job at a steel factory in Burley for five months to make ends meet for... Well played. Oh, blue-collar maniac. And uh, now Connor is a, a near full-time filmer on the Gold Coast. He's been taken under the wing of coolie staples like Jack Freestone and Dan Scott, the filmer, filmmaker. Uh, and you can see uh, there is a, a full like six to ten minute edit on the Stab website. I forget what it's called, but it's got some amazing clips of Freestone. Mick Fanning, fuck, mate. The board's Fanning's on at the moment. Fascinating mm. kind of uh, almost like a shrunken version of what Victor Bernardo's writing. Just light speed, down the line, psycho karate kick gaffs. Joel Parco's in it. Sheldon Simkis is in it. 
And uh, this is what Hookie had to say. I guess I made this film because I just wanted to show people some of my clips that I was pretty stoked on for the year. It's a pretty simple edit, no storyline, just some clips from a bunch of legends I got to shoot with. Coming from Tasmania and getting to know some of my idols has been such a trip. Funny story. I missed one of the best waves last year because a homeless guy was trying to steal my bike from Deba. <laughs> Jack Freestone said it was the biggest air he's done for a long while. Oh, no. Lucky Dan got it, so it was all good. Love-hate relationship with Deba for sure. So uh, that's kind of hooky hook way. Let's hear from our Lord of the Week. Yes. Magic. Well, we're joined here by our Lord of the Week, Connor hooky hook way. Mate, you're a hundred <laughs> bones richer, courtesy of the core lords at Upbank. How do you feel? Frothing, excited. Fucking frothing. There you go, straight from the horse's mouth. Mate, uh, tell us a bit about your story. So you're from Tassie. You, yep. you come northwards on this conical pilgrimage, uh, kind of reminiscent of the great Jody Cooper, just packing the, the Camry and making your way on the, the spirit of Tasmania to the mainland. Uh, you must have been shocked to see uh, people with just one head uh, here on the mainland before making your way up the coast to, to Brisbane, to mow lawns, <laughs> then Burley to a steelworks before finally making it to the utopian uh, sands of Snapper where you stuck your head in a lens and filmed the great theatrics of Mick Fanning and the like. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, grew up in Tassie for the first, what was it, 18 years of my life and then made the move to Victoria when I was just around 18 and then became a snowboard instructor, actually. Was always, like, filming in Tassie, just, like, little surfing vids just with mates just down the beach and and then, yeah, made the move to Vic, was a snowboard instructor for a few years, but then COVID happened, so that obviously got all shut down. True. And, and what was that like, the snowboarding instructor? Is it true what they say? Were you just ripping apart supple peaches left, right, and center? It's, oh, it's, it's, it's honestly the best. Like, yeah, you work seven days a week, but you're only working like four to five hours a day, two lessons, and the rest is just, just ripping in. Wow, just getting paid overtime in peaches. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty sick and then then what well, yeah COVID hit and then me and my buds all decided to get a place at Palm Beach just up at Queensland I'd always had like little family holidays to to the Goldie but never really thought about a place to live and like always growing up surfing so kind of just made the move and then COVID was kind of getting all sweet and then money was running out so I had to look for some jobs so First job that came at me was just like a landscaping job up at Brisbane. So four o'clock wake up Monday to Friday just to just to make ends meet, just to get some money going. And then yeah, did that for probably like a little bit more than six months, I think, and then didn't really get along with the boss. He didn't I don't know, just was super hard on me. All the other boys I worked with were like forty plus and I was just Fuck. this eighteen year old Grom just just like I don't know. Just trying to fit in. Oh, then, mate, it's fine. You, you, you can say what you like. You won't get cancelled. Was he a fucking capo dog or what? <laughs> and then did that steel factory job for like, I think it was another six to seven months and then had a bit of money saved up and then had a camera at a time but just was never happy with it like, just, I don't know, it wasn't the quality that I was looking for and then ended up saving up money, got the camera and then kind of just pickled from there. 
Who were your, your, your surf movie heroes when you were a Grom growing up, mate? Like, what, what sort of style, what sort of movies were you into making? Oh, it was definitely Mick. Like, Dad frothed Mick growing up, so that's all we watched. All Mick movies, just Mick always on the TV. And Joel as well, for sure. Yeah. Just the snapper boys. And what about the best surfing you've captured uh, since being on the Goldie? Any memorable waves or, or sessions or performances by an athlete that really stand out? Oh, there was one session at D-Bar that I was I was just filming my roommate, Jade, actually, and then Mick paddled out. And then, oh, he was just on a tear. He was frothing. He came in and said g'day to me, actually, which I was peeking about because I actually hadn't spoken to him yet. And then, yeah, ended up telling him I got a couple clips and then ended up using them. So it was sick. Yeah, that was probably one of the one of the sessions that I was really stoked on. Magic, mate. Well, give, give us a give us a rundown of that combo. Was it like, oh, yeah, man, uh, that was pretty funny out there. Did you get a couple? And you're like, this guy he came up to and he's like, oh, that last wave felt pretty good. And then, yeah, I was just stumbling on my words from there. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a mate. Legend. Yeah, he just wanted to chat and just just get to know me. Yeah, which was which was super sick. Like, grew up watching him on the CT, and then to just get to film and have a chat to him, just like a normal person. It was it was so sick. Yeah, he's big fanning, mate. He's that fucking good. That fucking good. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the plan, mate? You got a, you got some movies in the works. You get sort of work with a couple of companies or putting some clips I, together. I was just in Tasmania with my friend Jade Morgan, um, just shooting just around like my home spots for the last three weeks, and we actually got so lucky. He actually got to surf um shippies um by himself for the first time, so that was super special for him and also myself to shoot it. So got a little bit of footage there and then I think we might try to go back to, to Shippies or just around Tasmania this winter a little bit. Um, just make something special from there with also maybe another couple spots. We'll see how we go. But yeah, I don't know. No plan plan. That's, that's kind of what nah, it's a good way to live. Good way to live, Connor. Well, look, mate, uh, we're going to chuck 100 bucks at you uh, courtesy of Up. It's a banking revolution. Get on it, mate. Download the app. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that hundred skins will be there for you to make your your filmmaking dreams come true, bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frothen. Cheers, boys. Well played, hooky. Frothen. On you, mate. And um, yeah, look, if it doesn't work out, the Steelworks is calling your name. Don't worry, they've yeah, always got work for you. It. Work hard, play hard. It'll just be like at the snowfields. Just the peaches will be a bit more prickly. <laughs> yeah, guess I can always go back to the snow. <laughs> nah, good on you, mate. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, awesome to hear about your story. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you, bro. brother. Uh, nice one, Smithy. And uh, yeah, yeah, magic stuff. I love it. Love it. New faces. The future of surfing is sound, my man. Bethany Hamilton, you cut! Allegedly in favour of a uh, trans longboarder, Sarah Lowison, a, a national champ uh, in the women's division. Sarah, in what is a perfect little revolving door of wokeness for uh, prodigiously talented amputee shark victims are out mm. in favour of 
transgender national champ longboarders on the politically correct Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. And I, for one, welcome this decision by one of our financial benefactors. Uh, And look, if Bethany has any beef, I have a simple solution. And that's, uh, let's take it to the octagon. Mate, live and let live, bruh. (laughs) I kind of just get the feeling that uh, at some point in the near future, uh, uh, maybe not near, let's say, far out, how fast is sport progressing? How fast are human beings progressing? How fast is... Wokeness progressing. Kind of just get the feeling that men's and women's divisions are going to be too divisive. And uh, pretty Mm. soon, Smithy, we're going to be all living in a land where, uh, you know, men are just competing against women and vice versa. And that'll be be the lay of the land. And all this, uh, you know, he or she or them conversations will be done. And that's just how it'll be, mate. It's an interesting paradigm to think about, especially when it crosses into other sports. Uh, you know, I'm a recent convert to the Church of Jiu-Jitsu and I'm just picturing myself being mm. locked in a triangle in competition where my head is getting pressed ever more firmly into the crutch of a woman. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, fuck, it opens up a, a Pandora's box of foul play, you know, salting the muff, uh Vinegar in the muff, or just not washing the muff for, for many weeks, mm. just be eye watering, mm. agony. Oh yeah, well, uh, I mean that that's a two way street, though. I mean, uh, surely, surely the amount of just dag energy that you can bring to the ring. Oh yeah, I can, is, I can uh, smeg without up period. with the best of them, born. I oh. can smeg up with the best of them. Don't <laughs> worry about don't, that. I don't see how. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a that's. You're pretty much cancelling one out with the other there, Smithy. Well, it's dangerous. I don't know if uh, if the world's ready for that, for, for, for men and women to compete in, in disciplines Look, together. I mean, there's pros and cons. There's It's definitely it's definitely not in our, maybe not even in our lifetime, you and I, but uh, surfing is, there's going to be some sports where there's going to be the opportunity for that to happen. I mean, uh, the Battle of Sexes famously did go down at Newcastle, Andy Irons versus Lane Beachley. Uh, both surfers knocked out of the comp by the uh, whoever finished first and second. I think it was Simon Young and Jay Jonathan Jenkins or someone like that. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <sighs> uh, look, it's a tough. Uh, you know, Bethany's coming from a place of uh, a lot of different moralistic viewpoints here. Uh, not just the physical sort of uh, difference uh, in genetics between men and women, but. I think there's a, a, a bit more of a, a religious sort of tilt on it as well. There's a bit of, a bit of Bible bashing going yeah, down so I don't deep know, in man. the, the nexus of her sign-ups. I, I mean, I don't really want to see, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, that UFC sort of conversation where you see just a gigantically built, hectic warrior man transition and then just start bashing women. Like, mm. it, it seems like, is that an old school point of view though? I don't know. I don't know, mate. I actually don't know. All I know is for surfing in the area where I'm fucking spent my whole life watching and paying attention and enjoying it, it really doesn't affect anything to me. Storm in a teacup, a storm in a bee cup. Put it any which way you like, Vaughn. Bravo. Bethany's been cut. And Sarah Lowsonson's fucking frothing because she's getting an urn. Yeah. There you go. So I'm going to have to give this a, a massive over. I mean, if, it, if this is Rip Curls doing it, it's got to be an over. It's a good mm. thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't see the harm uh, and I don't see the disadvantage to women by having transgender athletes compete 
in that division. I don't see it. There's no actual physical harm that can be done. So, yeah, that's my take. Over. Over. Born the legend of Tiger Espen. Oh, what a story. What a yarn, Smitty. Brought to light in our last episode with Rusty Miller, the native Hawaiian bona fide shaman who steezed and knifed his way into 30-footers at Waimea with that classical Hawaiian-style what a star. After uh, learning about him on that podcast, which you should listen to, it's a fucking cracker. Rusty Miller, one of the proper OG goats. Yeah. Uh, I had to go and, and, and just do a bit of Googling, uh, dug up a, a movie of Tiger on the Surfing Encyclopedia by Matt Warshaw, a great resource that it is, and just could not believe... Pay the money. Get on. ...the style of the man. Just it, It's like surfing... Like high performance, high risk surfing done with classical Hawaiian lines and old school hand driving steez that just had me fully lactating at the nips, mm-hmm. lactating out of me gold tops. And uh, yeah, just that kind of classical Hawaiian head to, you know, reminiscent of your Dukes, your, your eye cows. Uh, what an icon. Tell yeah. me more. What do you know? I don't know anything other than uh, I'm, I want to say it's either. Mr. Sunset or Busting Down the Door. So Phil Jarrett wrote a book on uh, Mr. Sunset, Jeff Hackman, the guy who, uh, you know, helped create the global Quicksilver Empire, big wave surfer, pipeline aficionado, YME Bay expert, but Sunset aficionado, hardcore junkie, lost yes. his fortune. Didn't mind a mound of bleeding ether wash. Roped into fucking, like, you know, drug deals in in border towns that nearly ended him and like, ah, oh, just incredible book. Mr. Sunset, Phil Jarrett, get on it. Uh, obviously a fully functioning, uh, what do you call an addict in remission? Is it a, uh, fuck yeah. A fully functioning addict in remission. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, he's on the, he's on the clean and the straight and narrow these days, Hackman, but, um, it's either that book or busting down the door, the Tim Baker rabbit bo- uh, biography, but, there's some famous story where they go out at, at uh, Waimea on this ginormous swell, like you know, like a, kind of like an eddy swell, but there's no one else wants to take it on, and and these two surfers paddle out, and they're just going over these mountains, and they're like, "Fuck, it is huge out here!" And you hear that story about how uh, the whole North Shore is like a giant point, and Waimea is the end of the point, so. When it's really massive, it sort of starts at sunset, these big lines of swirls, and they push down and they bend into Waimea Bay. And that's really the only sort of proper rideable spot that's not an outer reef. And uh, these two guys are going over and over and over and they just think, fuck, we're going to have to paddle to ever to get in. And next thing, they just see Tiger Esprit fucking flying over the falls deep on the boil. They didn't even know he was out there. And he just disappears. And fucking they don't see him again until they get back to land. So that's the only, like, Tiger story that I ever heard of. And, mate, that was plenty for me. He went straight to the history books, into the doff zone for, uh, yeah, just being one of the all-time iconic names that just turned up in this one surf story that I heard. If anyone knows that story, please get in contact with us. I'm almost positive it's in Hackman's book now that I think about it. How about these characters, these Hawaiian icons who are just, you know, basically in a lineage of pure wave riding that goes back to the hundreds years old Hawaiian royalty. Mm. They're doing it in a time before the industry even exists. Uh, So these guys, you know, their whole motivation is pure 
connection yeah. to the ocean, yeah. pure connection to the gods, pure connection to their ancestry. Fuck knows what becomes of them as life unfolds. Uh, you know, obviously they have to work jobs and they just have this unbelievable legacy of folklore attached to them that is unearthed in random podcasts like yeah. the one we did with Rusty the other day and, and suddenly you've got this new hero in your life and you try to uh, unearth everything you can learn about the guy. Crazy what uh, Rusty was saying too, that he was a, a legitimate shaman, like not just a, a vortex oh, shaman. Oh, no, no, yeah. But he actually got around with a, a necklace made out of bones, uh, like some kind of apocalypse now, heart of darkness, Colonel Kurtz character. Amazing story. Uh, you wonder what kind of shamanism he's mixed up in. You take your pick. Yeah. Vortex, Sonoran Desert Toad, Gold Tops from Waimea Valley. Uh, I'd fucking eat any one of those things if it was coming from Tiger. Yeah, yeah. That nah, absolute weapon. Uh, let's do a bit of digging. Find out a bit more about him. Is he alive? Let's try and get him. Someone, uh, if you're idea. listening, send us his deets. Uh, you know, if he's got an Instagram hand, we'll slide into his DMs. Yeah, or man. maybe deep into meditation, I can... Uh, Send him a little request. Good call. Over. Over. Born Lisa Anderson. God. Wow. You're fired. They're all getting the flick. Another victim of the coagulation of corporate surfing entities under the authentic authentic brands group buyout. (laughs) Uh, According to Beach Grit, Lisa gave... Roxy, between 96 and 2006, uh, Roxy grew from 20 million to 650 million in sales, won four consecutive world titles, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, basically, America's answer to DeGoat Kelly Slater. Uh, yeah, so she's gone. Peeled her sticker off Roxy. Didn't seem too bothered by it, but I'll tell you who was bothered. Mm. Fuck Potts himself. What? Uh, the contemporary of Anderson. Emerged from his doomsday bunker in Gunnamatta after being axed, secretly, quietly, banished, exiled from the Wazzle. Uh, he emerged to fire off this salvo. I saw this coming years ago. Why do you think I disappeared from something we helped build? Surfing, or should I say pro-surfing, is dead. Whoa. <laughs> A rare show of humility from Potter there and... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if he declares that pro surfing is dead, it must be dead. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, yeah, Potts was there. He uh, benefited immensely from the uh, insane growth of surfing around that sort of 80s, uh, early 90s period. And then, uh, you know, watched, uh, well, retired at 26. So fucking Mike dropped it pretty hardcore, man. Like 26. Are you joking? Career twilight. Like, talk 26. about fuck the WSL, dude. Is that the greatest ever? Like, like I'm reigning world champ, uh, or maybe not reigning, but, you know, within a couple of years of his, of his world title, just going, you know what? I can't even surf myself on this tour. Uh, pre-Dream Tour, though, by the way, uh, does come back when uh, things are looking good. Uh, does a few years commentary. But, you know, you can tell that by then Potts is starting to sort of fucking hate the game again. Mm. And uh, I just don't know how much he ever loved the game, really. Like, his, his major sponsors were always like, you know, the, the kind of companies that wanted to sort of flim, flick the bird a little bit. Uh, you know, Astro Deck was one of his main sponsors. That's a Fletcher aficionado, uh, 
related, of course. And then who else was he with? The M- MCD and Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you know, we're talking like kind of fringe culture brands here, uh, even though they change and morph size and probably dumped him a few times themselves. But now he's a fucking, what, trawler driver down in Gunnamatta and he's just had his time to marinate, had his time to take stock of where surfing's at. And the fact he's turned his nose up at it and gone, you know what? It's dead. It's fucking dead. Done with it. Fair call. Mm. Good shout. It's uh, it's always the way, isn't it? As soon as pro surfers are off the pro surfing gravy train, it's dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> it's all <laughs> it's gone so, to sea. It's never more dead than when it's you're not getting space. paid. Well, nothing to do with it. Milked it for 30 years, gets sacked. Oh, oh it's all gone to sea. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, and, and, I actually had a report from Phil Jarrett himself that it wasn't even so much as a mic drop. He pegged that mic at Sean Thompson's head. Mm. Fucking hit him right between the eyes too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But uh, Lisa Anderson getting cut. I mean, how do you feel about that, Vaughn? I mean, what's the, what's the go here? Because someone wins four world titles, because they earn a company uh, in the vicinity of, of, what is it, $630 million in sales potentially, allegedly, uh, are they entitled to some kind of legacy fund, retirement fund, even a job in the factory packing boxes? I mean, such, we, we talked about this a couple of apps ago, Smithy. Like, yeah, what is the obligation? If you've been getting paid and you've been getting paid handsomely your whole career, yeah, of course you're not earning the 640 mil, but surely, I mean, you're getting a wage well past your prime. Um, are you owed some sort of uh, legacy benefit, as you say. I don't know. I don't know. But the big fear, when you start cutting, uh, you know, basic, like, roots, the roots of of your connection to culture out of your business, what the fuck do you stand for? Who are you? Like, are you just a a fucking vehicle for just selling shit and you don't actually like are you just revealing that you don't give a fuck about anything except the the bottom line on the bottom of your spreadsheet every financial quarter because that's what it's that's what it reeks of doesn't Mm. it if you're cutting loose these these people who like famously lisa anderson took those shorts in to quicksilver and said i need i need shorts i can surf in these are boys shorts i need girls shorts and that's really the start of it all, right? So, I mean, where's that story now? Who's telling mm. it? Who believes it? Don't know, man. Don't know. I really don't know what the fucking value of uh, having your, your, cultural, your cultural heritage locked away and untouchable. There's got to be value there. There has to be. Yeah, and it's like, Look at Oki and Billabong. Like, that's exactly. a fucking perfect fit. You see Oki walk down the beach with his fucking Billabong sticks on and you fully get goosebumps. Like, he's looking fitter than ever. We saw him at the Asher Cup, man. He's going, yes, that's what you want to see. Parko as well. Um, Tom Carroll, uh, I'm pretty sure he's still rocking Quicksilver stickers. What's Is he not... Has he been given the ass? Do we know? Well, it's a good point because uh, when you talk about these legacy Sponos, I'd put almost Aussie in that category at Volcom. Uh, you know, yeah, Mick and Parko, like, you know, they're not fulfilling any real obligations for their for their brands in, in, in any, like, they're at home, surfing yeah. the points. Yeah. Um, still ripping, uh, and, but they're not being forced to travel the world doing trips, competing, that kind of thing. They're, they're chilling and, and, and copping a, an urn. Point being that there is the whiff of genderism in this legacy mm. contract deal. I can't think of too many women on, on, on the same ticket. 
If anyone was going to be on that ticket, it'd be Lisa or Lane. That's right. Uh, who's Lane spawned by? She still no. Well, uh, Lane famously walked out of a Billabong contract to start her own her own company, uh, Beachley Surfwear or something like that. And and then Tyler Wright sent her instantly bankrupt by walking away with a hundred k as a fourteen year old. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she fucking actually ripped that out of the pocket of either Commonwealth Bank or NAB or oh, one well of those played things. Lane. But, um, yeah, no, Lane, you know how to get the coin out of the corpos, mate. Don't you worry about that. She's still fleecing them today on your lane. Queen, on your mate. lane, oh. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. <coughs> Maybe even uh, some warning signs there. Uh, way ahead of her time, as always, Lane Beachley starting her own clothing company and, uh, you know, has the goat paid attention? Has John John paid attention? Has uh, Dane or Craig paid attention? Because yeah, it uh, sometimes doesn't work out so good. But, anyway. Yeah, if you, if you uh, start your own brand, you're not going to get dropped, put it that way. That's right. Uh, although your financial security might get fully cut. Mm. I'm going to call a huge under, though. I feel mm. like you've got to... I, I don't think you're obligated to, but it does make a fucking no sense to cut out the heart, the cultural fucking connection that you've got to your heritage unless you just think that none of that matters and you're just about bottom line. Yeah. It's I'm, an under. Gonna have to go with an under as well, although kind of getting towards an over just in thinking about, uh, you know, going to 7 Eleven and getting your leader a coffee over there in America and it having been uh, a four time world title winner as the clerk. No, yeah. Lisa Anderson. Yeah. Would you like some vanilla nutmeg in that? (laughs) Fucking oath, Lisa. Fill us up. Fill us up. Some lactating froth. And uh, and uh, does John John Flowers have case? Latest foreskin in his knee. Does Gabby shave the bits of skin that none of us can see? If you drag your filthy corn home down to the face of the old man pipe, will sparks fly from a lack of comet across the lonely night? Are the wise judges crazy? Have they fucking lost the brief? Would change. Prophets will apply So scoff your shrews And ask us a question We will speak no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Us a question. It's the new year, and we're welcoming the Swellians into the temple, sweaty hot mushroom corn growing temple. It's good to be here. Good to see you, mate. Ash Holick, Ash the Great, the one and only. Can't blame him. Uh, this is uh, in relation to Steph and Carissa leaving the tour. There's plenty of comments on this. Uh, oh, yeah. Probably because I posted a photo of Steph saying, "Check his, check his later." Uh, but Ash has just said, yeah, you can't blame them. Uh, what the w- what the WSL has done to the tour and finals day. Uh, comment? Oh, very much. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Georgie Henderson's here. Good old Hendo. Hello, bro. With the two fem goats off tour this year, is it baby goat the uh, Simonators time to take the title? 
Well, you've already said you're back in the pickle in. I'm back in Tyler Wright, so I'm thinking uh, Simmers Naders is going to have to wait a couple of years here, Smithy. I reckon too. I reckon Simmersy Bar is way on the back burner compared to the pickle. Yeah. I think she's going to end up in formaldehyde, bobbing upside down like some malformed fetus. Yeah. Uh, Simmers are to get a couple of wins this year. And top five in a canter. That's that's my prediction for Simmers. Pretty piss weak if you ask Fuck, me. Be wild, actually, her going to back to Trestles with a that experience already under her belt, mm, so young. Terrifying prospect. Ooh, Come on, Pickle. Don't let it dip. get there. Cut her legs off before. Hey, McDevitt Electrical always chirpy. McDevitt uh, Electrical. Is it possible to get an ATS pirate broadcast at certain CT events in the 2024 via YouTube? A similar thing has been done on uh, the Bomb Old podcast in snowboarding. Or would the WSL serve you two lads up a Julian Assange style? Oh, they, would they serve us up Julian Assange style for trying to provide commentary truth to the core surf fan UTFS? Ooh, locked up in an Ecuadorian embassy for seven years with no visitors except yeah. for a washed up Pamela Anderson riddled with HIV or Hep C or whatever it is. I know. I'll still take it. Yep. Let's uh, go, Vaughn. Heaps, right, heaps of chip ins, too. Uh, Emperor Nazi Goring wrote that'd be huge. HG and Roy, state of origin. Sam Cotty, huge idea. Uh, yeah, everyone's frothing. Commentating tastes like a Bud Light commercial. I think that's uh, in relation to what's been happening. Mm. Uh, incredible, yeah. Lots of uh, support for that one. On your pitchy, well played, sir. He also asked uh, if I was off. Chops or, or not having fun at the Asher Cup. I was just like, mate, I was having a fucking ball. I was just letting the big dogs run the show. Mm. There's not much to say when you sit with Bugs and Ronnie and Ozzy. Oh, yeah. You've got to take a back seat to the goats, the shamans. Uh, I was a little bit hung dog on the, on the Saturday, though. Oh, yeah. I flamed out a bit, too. Yeah. Dog. Oh, sorry. Uh, JJ Fox says, uh, really happy to hear Jack Robbo's magic apricot sesh. What a legend. Appreciate the comment how he doesn't care about the final being at lowers. If you're a professional and a champ, you just saddle up and get it done. Not defending lowers here. It truly is a melee wave. Uh, can barely ride a regular shorty out there. It might be a personal problem. No more complaints. Let's hear solutions. If the Waz is going to keep the format, what's the next spot? Lakey seems obvious. Pipe backdoor. Doesn't really fit the schedule. What else could fit in in that September window, Smivy? You know what I was thinking? Lakey's out. That's the worst time of year for win there. Yep. But I was thinking... Why do we not have good point breaks on tour? They're, they're like they're so easy to find, like Morocco, Mexico. Why is Mexico? I mean, it's fucking a short car trip from Southern California. Uh, the greatest CT of all time went down there. Yeah. Why aren't we going back there? There's fifty thousand point breaks in a row. Gets hammered by a swell. Not sure about the seasons. I haven't been there, but uh, I assume... what? How does it go in September? Do you know? Does it Fucking get swell? cooks, bro. Fuck, mate. It's almost like the WSL have no concept of the history of their own product. <laughs> uh, it's like it was this kind of Pol Pot era, year zero, when the WSL rebranded the ASP and they just wiped all history of previous contests, like the Baradilla Cruise mind melter of 06, was mm. it? What uh, fuck the best, the best comp of all time. I'm calling like I don't know many better than that. It blew everyone's mind. And point breaks, they're just the ultimate canvas, backside, frontside. Uh, I don't think in this day and age of surfing that that goofies are at any particular disadvantage. Backside on a right point. Mexico, man, make it happen. Fucking oath, uh, you heard it here first. Fuck sheesh, few pesos. 
Chump change, Vaughn. Too easy. Hey. Uh, the Pridos heading over to the Rock on Wednesday for a boys trip. Done a few Hawaiian winter pilgrimages, pilgrimages before, but it'll be our first pipe masters. What should the punishment be for whoever loses in Fantasy Surfer? For us, fortunate enough to be at the event. Are you going to be over th- there for this event? No. Nah. Possibly the tail end? Mm, no. Nah. Because I was thinking the, ta- uh, the the punishment could be for fucking a night out with Smithy at Fem New. Oh, let's go. I mean, it wouldn't really be a punishment, though, would it? Be a fucking I'll... send to remember. No, I know how I'll get us punished. I'll whip us into a scrap and then backdoor it. <laughs> well played, Smithy. <laughs> Any thoughts for the boys heading over to watch their first pipe master? Get on the beach. Bury your feet in the, in oh, the water. Best free show on earth. It's the Super Bowl going on in front of you. For free, and you can fucking rip Puckalolo blends until your eyes go bloodshot red, and no fucking Kanaka solution's gonna say peep to you. <laughs> Not the best time ever. Hey, Chris White, Whitey from uh, you know the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Tension. The, the, the man, the man. Whitey's chipped in and said, "Well, the loser has to protest at Pipe Car Park for two hours with a sign saying make pipe great again.' Fuck trestles." <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, why do you fucking legend? Well played. That is well played. Uh, get back on protection, you mutt. My friend Colin, uh, Instagram Smitty, great handle. Just might have a quick dip in here and have a squeeze at my mate oh, Colin. What's he doing? It's not uh, my friend Colin, is it? It's not. No, I can't get in private account. But anyway, uh, he's wearing a rashy, so he must be half decent. Uh, he wants to know. How's he looking that rashy? Is it just all... It's tight. Bowlfuls of custard. It looks like a Christmas rashy. Um, but he wants to know, if you were made the new CEOs of the Wazzle and were given the same limited budget, what would the main change you'd make to next year's tour? Or Mexico maybe for the finals, if you want to do that. But it's only small tweaks, maybe. It's just get rid of LSAV, put Jay back, Jay Bay back on. Get rid of maybe Margie's. Margie's has to go. It, it's kind of just a bit... It's too inconsequential. It's it? inconsequential. Like I get why they have it there. It's always contestable. You never seem to get skunked for waves. It's such a magnet, but it's fucking like watching grass. Yeah, grow. It's, it's not my so favorite boring. wave. What's the other one? Maybe Brazil, like beaches. Yeah, maybe we've got to have a beachy. We got to doff the cap to Brazil. There needs yeah. to be an event there. They're yeah, the, there does. There the does. They've earned superpower. it. I don't know. It's only tweaks, man. It's only tweaks yeah. for me at the moment. Fuck finals day off from trestles for sure, but. I don't know. Yeah, get it back to pipe if we can do that. Two words, Vaughn. More coniquins. Yeah, truth. More truth. That's all I'm asking. Hope you get the lot, you dog. So, yeah, more truth would be my first rule as CEO. It would be fucking carved into the building outside of the WSL headquarters and I'd get all staff to go out there and stare at it for 10 minutes before coming into the office. And let's not forget cutting a few people. Wouldn't mind firing a couple cunts. Yep. Love a good cut. (laughs) I don't know, but uh, I've just always wanted to do it. Hey. Dog. Oh, sorry. All right, here we go. Brendan Howard. He wants to uh, throw out a new idea for a drinking game oh, yeah. for the Wazzle. Every time a commentator or competitor mentions San Clemente or 2%, you take a sip. If they mention the two in the same sentence, you finish your drink. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> we'll be legless unless we're drinking that American cat's piss bud light or whatever. In which case, we wouldn't even be half cut uh, by the end of a jabbering Joe soliloquy about 2%ers and San Clemens. Hey, hey uh, here's one for you. And uh, we're going to read this whole letter. This is from uh, Jord Osser, I think, or Jordo Sur, or maybe even Jordo Senior. Oh, is this the finless lord? Friction-free 
No, 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 I don't think so. Uh, that's uh, Geordie Rodin. Okay. I, no, okay, the Rodin, yeah. This is uh, Jordo's senior. Stick with me here, Smitty. Do you think it's time for the Air Peninsula locals to become vigilantes and hunt down a couple of man-eaters? They're in a tough position with all the sushi-eating city folk telling them that the G-dubs are more important than human life. Mm. I'm against a full-on cull, but think problem sharks should be dealt with. It's a complicated issue. What are thoughts on tourist operators baiting and interacting with G-dubs? I saw a post from Senator Surfer where he went on a cage dive and claimed there is no scientific evidence that this human and shark interaction has any negative effect on G-dub behaviour. I reckon that's a cop-out. There is evidence with so many other animals that human interaction is feeding, uh, i.e. feeding bears, has a dangerous outcome. I also grow tired of human, of, sorry, of people lumping all sharks in with G-dubs. 150 million sharks are killed each year, and the last thing we need to do is kill more. They forget zero G-dubs are killed due to them being protected. I think it's true most whites don't see humans as food. I reckon the ones that do can get back off protection, the dogs, and I hope they get a lot of dogs. Oh, fucking I've put a big old magnum piece of steel straight in their skull, I reckon. Jordos uh, makes a, that's a, that's a pretty reasonable argument and case for fucking get rid of a, a shark that fucking eats a human. I, I think the culling is, is an issue because you don't know which one it was unless there's a bit of fucking neoprene flapping out between their gums. You're never going to know until they're dead. Uh, and as for the surfing senator's rebuttal that there's no evidence, well, if there's no evidence, it's because there's fucking no evidence. There's just that no evidence about G-dubs at all study anyway, study will get some evidence. <laughs> you can't have evidence about a study. I don't know, like, has it ever been studied? Like, that's such a, a weird thing to say. As far as I know, like, how, like, I'm almost certain they've never studied the relationship between cage diving and shark attacks. How would one study that? Mm. Uh, I'll have to do some Googling, but pretty certain I'd, I'd be aware of a study like that. Mate, I think the solution is so simple because we live in the fucking home of the Great White uh, where, you know, we had a run of attacks here in our neck of the woods that dwarfed what's going on in South Oz. Mm. Uh, I think there was like five in seven months or something. I think something. it was actually eight over about two and a half years yeah. too. Yeah. And what they did was put drum lines in and there hasn't been an attack since. And and what you see with these these kind of shark debates is you see like really dogmatic ideological types wading into it with their kind of same old tropes. Mm. You know, they're, they're often marine biologists or, or green senators. Mate, those people, you can't get any fucking sense from them because they have these huge inner city political followings that they have to, uh, you know, uh, appease. And they don't live in these places. Mm. The drum lines thing, I'm going to have to do a bit of digging on this because mm. it's been so effective. And I raised it with one of the outspoken marine biologists. She, was, she poo-pooed it. Yeah. And I was baffled by that. She's like, oh, you know, there's no data, this and that. And I'm like... I think there is data because mm. uh, we live here and there's, when was the last attack here? Mm. Can't even remember it. Nah. Well, um, yeah, mate. It's just one of those issues that fucking just gets people rolled up deluxe, but uh, the people who are dealing with it on a daily basis and getting fucking the horrors, uh, the horrors of, you know, losing life, losing friends, losing family. Like, fuck, bro. It's, uh, it's hectic. Oh, man. It, the legacy it leaves on a community... 
for all those who watched it go down as well, uh, you know, it's it's obviously the immediate family and the individual are affected the most, but it ripples out through the community. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people bearing heavy scars from mm. the fatalities in this neck of the woods that <coughs> happened, you know, it was quite a while ago now. Oh, it's a nasty one. Uh, yeah, I've got no time for political point scoring uh, and like, mm. yeah, like th- there's kind <coughs> of regions that have already weathered this storm and, and come out the other side. We mm. live in one. Just fucking ring these cunts up and ask what they did. Mm. Simple. Yeah. Mate, uh, Survival League, uh, one of those uh, fantasy surf leagues. I think it's a pretty brutal one. You've just got to pick one surfer. You don't get to pick him again in the next comp and so on and so forth till we get to the end of the year. And, uh, fuck, I just cleared everyone out last year because of all the upsets. But he wants to know, who's your survival pick? One surfer to make it past the round of 32 at pipe. Got to be... Are you going to use up your Medina and your Florence and your, you know, your big dogs early or do you, you hang on to that? That's the strategy, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm going to go with Jack Robbo just based on the bodgy-looking forecast. I feel like that could be John's undoing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go Chippo and I'm going to go Moana. Can you pick Moana? Oh, okay. I don't know. If uh, she's not on tour the whole time. Maybe uh, Betty Lou or something. Yeah. Moana, eh, All right, mate. couple more. Uh, oh, Shredfest 2.0. Will any WSL rookie win an event this season? If so, which is the probable location? We went through the rookies the other day. Mm. Uh, Crosby Colapinto at El Salvador. Chippo at, at Margs, potentially. Mm. Chippo... At Chopes or Chippo at Cloudbreak. I think mm, that is a wave that suits that's him. That's a good really one. Well. He's it, got it, a bit it, of the O-rights about him out there. Yeah, and it's like a, a mellow version of Toomey's. It's like small, more readable Toomey's. Yeah. And he's a fucking wizard frontside gaff master to Mondo cone-packing shaman. So uh, I think this this tour really looks good for Chippo the more I think about it. Uh, all those open ocean rights at the start, then heaving left cones of moral coniquence. I feel like he's a special for a, a rookie CT victory somewhere I think, along the way. I think I'm booking Chippo too just because of the runs on the board. You know, fuck, he's been waiting a long time to make this count and he will. That's my theory. Mm. Um, all right. Fuck, there's a lot of just fucking ripping the walls to pieces in here, mate. Oh, <laughs> it's a shred not the good kind. Oh, God, it's just, uh, yeah, it's never-ending. Is it an old-fashioned pylon? What are you looking at, Vaughn? It's such an old-fashioned pylon. It is just unbelievable. All right, here we go. This is uh, from Steve R underscore G. Uh, good on you, Stevie. Thanks for writing in Lee End. In this day and age, is it still acceptable to have a dog's eye or a snozzer roll with a chalk milk as your post-surf feed? Or do we all need to be eating some kind of fancy bourgeois bowl of salad or acai? Smithy, that's a good one for you, mate. I know that you've done a lot of work, but I know that you're not you're not scared to fucking rip the lid off a fucking dog's eye from time to time, bruh. Mate, I live in Wardell, the home of the dog's eye. Mm. The spiritual home. And I go and worship at that temple often. And I go and, uh, you know, I'll chip in a bit of charity work, shaving the back hair from the weird gimps that make those pies on the daily. And... Uh, 
ultimately, Steve, your body, your choice, mate. If you want to just rinse that temple with fructose and sucrose and silicose and whatever else and end up like some washed up, middle-aged crank with stiff hips and a swollen colon, your body, your choice, Steve. Steve, uh, my theory is this, mate. I've gone pretty much off the bread these days. I've just... uh, Try to avoid soft drinks. I do drink beers. I do eat pies. I love burgers. But, mate, if Mrs. Max or fucking... Oh, Mac attack when it strikes. Uncle Tom's or fucking uh, 4 and 20 or any of the fucking big pie brands want to get in behind eight that swell, mate, I'll quaff. I will quaff hard on the pie. Morning, noon and night. Get in behind, mate. I reckon it's... And plus, you know, these companies are missing a golden opportunity to sponsor a couple of blue-collar battlers. Oh, fucking Straight up. from the works on. Oh, straight to the tour. Surely Cal Robbo has a meat pie sponsor in him. Surely. Oh. Uh, hey, there is more than a couple of dog's eyes and those quads, I'll tell you. That goes double for move, uh, dare, uh, double D, oak. Oh, yeah. Get on board with the swellian, Fructose folks. me Bonsoy. up. Silicose me up. Poison me pancreas. Give me the lot. Yeah. I want it, you dogs. There you go, mate. On your spivvy. <sighs> let's, let's have an ice bath, bro. Fucking oath. Ice coffee straight from an ice bath. Booth. Are you kidding? Are you kidding?